Hi, Dr. Darren Coe here. Welcome to the Solid Rock Performance Podcast. Thank you for joining me. This is where we take a deep dive into the psychology and mental performance aspects of high-intensity sports and high-intensity athletics. Thanks for joining me. You're going to love this. Now let's get to the show. Hi, Dr. Darren here. Before we get into today's show, I want to let you know about something that's very important to me, which is my nutrition. At 51 years old and a master's competitor in amateur strongman competitions, I try and get the best nutrition I can, but sometimes it doesn't always reach that high optimal level. To make sure I'm getting good nutrition, I turn to FNX supplements, and I use their Super Greens and their Super Reds. They're my favorite products. They also have a pretty good pre-workout and a pretty solid protein. So if you really want to boost your game, give FNX supplements a try. You can use the link in the show notes. All right, on to the show. Hey, welcome to Solid Rock Performance. This is Dr. Darren Coe, and with me today is Nadia Stowers. Stowers? See? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Nadia Stowers. Um, And I messed up her name right from jump. Ugh. It happens, it happens. <laughs> so, uh, Nadia, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself uh, to the crowd and um, maybe some, just a little bit about you, some career highlights, <laughs> and uh, maybe describe the worst workout you ever had. <laughs> the worst. Okay. Um, well, as you said, my name is Nadia Stowers, um, pro strong woman of the middleweight class. This is my starting my fifth year um, competing on the circuit. Um, some career highlights for sure was for me last year, because I was able to get uh, three pressing records within one year, and two pretty big title wins. Um, so that was the log, the block, uh, and the axle press. <clears throat> and I also won um, America's strongest woman for my weight class. Then I won uh, World Strongest Women for my weight class at OSG um, all within the same year. Now, coming to that, the worst workout was actually prepping for OSG, that Worlds, um, and they have an event called the Death Medley. Anytime we're looking to work a Death Medley, you already know in your brain, it's going to suck, it's going to hurt, you're going to maybe puke, your legs are going to lock up, um, but just getting through it is the absolute best. Doing it, you're just everything in your body is just like, stop, I want to quit end it all right now so probably say training for a death medley is one of the worst workouts that you can just put yourself through oh that was a lovely description (laughs) (laughs) so before we jump into any other questions how do you you said you just do it you just have to do it what do you do in your brain to to like shift over because typical people don't just do things like that. Most people will say, um, no. <laughs> and then there's these weird people that lift heavy stuff that say, Hey, I'm just going to do this, whether I like it or not. Yep. What's, what's the f- switch that gets flipped or what's the juice that drives that? For me, it's more of the end game. Um, let's say for a competition, I need so-and-so points to win. I need to finish this to keep my place or I need to finish this to just 
not embarrass myself during this competition. So it just depends on where I am um, in the roster line, what's really pushing me. But at the end of the day, I never want to leave there knowing that I gave my 75%. I gave my 80%. I want to know I left everything on the floor, no matter how bad it sucked, no matter if I wanted to quit, puke, cry, whatever, I still did not quit. And that would be what allows me to sleep well at night. And it's good for confidence for your self-esteem, knowing that you are a perseverer and you're not a quitter. So that's something that's always going to motivate me probably to the end. So it's really a personal standard of excellence that you refuse to lower. Exactly. Nice. Very nice. Um, so you are a multi-time record holder. Uh, what are your current records? Um, so I have, I mentioned previously for middleweights, I have the log, the block, the axle press. Um, I have the American deadlift record that actually was just challenged at Clash. It did not get broken, so I kept that one. Um, I have also tied the bag over bar with um, Hannah, um, and she's also known as Swamp, so that was 40 pounds over 15 feet. And then for Static Monsters, it's kind of a little category of its own. So I also have the uh, log press record and the axle deadlift record um, for Static Monsters in my weight class as well. So it's about outstanding. It's, it's eight uh, records in total. You're just a collector. That's what we want. <laughs> Here, we're going to get it. I think we should change your name from the from Storm to the Collector. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying movie so I don't know about that one <laughs> what's your history in sports um none this is my first sport uh the closest I ever got was a high school marching band I did that for all four years I mean you're on the field you're exhausting it's 100 degree weather you're carrying an instrument on you while you're motivating through these shapes and sizes of things so it's pretty exhausting but sports wise this is my first sport no kidding. Wow. That's some motivation. <laughs> what, so how old were you when you started Strongman? Um, so there's 2017. So 27, because yeah, I just turned 30 this year. And this would be my fifth year, fifth year competing technically. So I started training with Jacob at Big Speed and Strength 2017 when it opened. First competition, um, I want to say later in that year. So that's actually wrong. 17, 18, 19, 20, 22. So that'd be five years. It'll be the five years. Wow. So that's like a shout out to all the people that say, I'm not athletic and I can't do this. And no, no, you can. That's it really. Because <laughs> uh, he literally taught me, like, I never run before. I'd never sprint before. I'd never, like, actually tried to be athletic. Like, when I came to him, I was just doing whatever at 24 hour fitness, like everybody else, lift a weight here and there, do a machine here and there, but nothing was athletic. It wasn't running with weights or sprinting or trying to think for time. It was just, I'm here. I like to work out. So the sports and the athlete mindset really kicked in once I actually saw Jacob compete. And I was like, how do I do that? Cause I needed more of a purpose than just lifting for whatever. <laughs> Well, that was going to be near the end of the uh, of the questions, but so what then is your purpose as an athlete and as a strength athlete? Um, right now, uh, people actually make a joke. They're like, "What is your goal?" And I'm I'm literally job dead serious is to become a legend. 
Like I want to do things that no one in my category has ever done before. Um, I want to push my body to things that I've never even thought possible, but things that I've found impossible previously, we've already accomplished. So my sense of impossible is very skewed. Impossible to me is in the mind. Like you say, you can't, okay, you want to do it. If you say one day or I will, it can possibly become a reality. It just depends on how hard you push for that. So it's just, it's constantly motivating me to be better, to reach that legendary status. Like at Clash this past couple of weeks ago, that was one of the big moments for me because no middleweight has even come close to putting 300 pounds over their head. And I was right there. So it's just those, those one-ups that I always want to keep pushing myself to do that right. legend status. That word is very motivating. I have never, ever considered that word legend in association with myself. Um, and so well done for setting the bar high. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Hey, tell us a little bit about your family and growing up. Mm, well, growing up, it's actually funny where the gym is at because uh, it's in Fontana. And growing up in Fontana, my grandmother and my grandfather actually built a house there when I was four years old. So I spent all of my um, high school, junior high, elementary was around Fontana, San Bernardino, Riverside. So I've been in this area the whole time. And so becoming an adult and just happening to live in Fontana, the gym opened in Fontana. So weirdly, it just seems like everything lined up the way it was supposed to be all sure. throughout childhood and everything where you're supposed to be in that moment and I know without being at that location without having the upbringing that I did um, I wouldn't be here and so I feel like um, being primarily raised by my grandmother that's a whole different mindset because you grow up to kind of be an older soul than everybody else around you so I feel like I always grew up with more of a I want to say intellectual because I want to make anybody else sound stupid but I had more like a a focus, a more of, I know what I want to do, but I don't know what my purpose is. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm meant to do something, but I hadn't found it yet. And I feel like this, all my life has been leading up to, I'm supposed to be this person today doing these things. Right on. What things did you learn or were you taught or did you draw from being raised by your grandmother? She also had a no quit mentality because um, she primarily raised my uncle and my mom, her two kids by herself. She worked overtimes. She was a 60, 80 hour a week kind of worker to provide for them. And it was just her. So when you have two kids relying on you, you have your house, your cars, whatever, you can't quit. You can't just say, oh, I'm too tired to do this today. So I'm not going to do it. Oh, I don't, I don't feel like going to work today. So I'm not going to. You persevere. You push through you make sure you get done what has to be done, whether you want to or not. And so I feel that that mentality I did, I did um, get from her because throughout my entire life, I've never seen a woman stop. Even to this day, I've never seen her stop. <laughs> Is she still alive? Yeah, she lives up in Arizona. Um, okay. I want to say she's 75 now. So I mean, oldish, but not in my eyes because the woman's still kicking and running us around. So <laughs> Right. No, she's still here, full force. Sounds like she holds a very special spot in your in your heart. Oh yeah, she raised me um, pretty much from I want to say maybe seven years old, um, and I've been in her custody since then. 
now I'm just in contact and everything, but not so much your mother that raised me. It was my grandmother. Okay. Okay. Well, that sets quite a framework then for, uh, for you as a strength athlete being raised uh, by someone like that. Um, I'm per pretty, uh, it sounds like she instilled in you some, some virtues and values that uh, have followed you through your life. Yeah, I feel it really has. And I do feel that I am pretty much an old soul because of it, which I'm not complaining. I would much rather be this way because um, I meet people who are my age or maybe just a couple years younger and the mindset or the behaviors are completely different, more on the immature side where that where it makes me grateful where if I have something go wrong, I'm not panicking and calling mommy like a lot of these kids are doing or a lot of these young adults are doing. I'm able to sit, think, and kind of get myself out of that situation because I've built up my own resources to do that, you know? So uh -huh. I, I'm always going to be grateful for having that kind of a mindset and that kind of um, upbringing where I can not so much be independent because we always need help from people, but to not freak out about everything, you know, <laughs> stay a little more calm when emergencies happen. Whoa, my brain just glitched completely. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not. Wow. Oh. So uh, as a person who keeps going and keeps going and keeps going, um, how do you recharge your mental and energy batteries? Ironically, I am a huge Netflix watcher. Um, and so I love watching anything that makes me laugh. Um, like right now, I was just trying to think like usually on my lunch break, I will close the gym doors we have tvs set up in there i'll turn on a movie i'll get a lunch i'll watch it i'll look at funny memes on instagram just like anything that just kind of and just leave me alone um every now and then a good nap's always thrown in there good food is thrown in there that's my reach um and then sometimes when i see some of my favorite clients that could also be a recharge because they make me laugh we have a good time i get to watch them progress and honestly that's really it i'm a very simple human being I like that. It's a good cup of coffee and a book or maybe some professional wrestling for me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's to enjoy is your recharge. Right, right. Are you an introvert or an extrovert, you think? I am very introverted. Okay. I feel like an extreme sense. <laughs> so you you need those just downtimes away from people. Right. And I even tell people um, who I coach or people who are around me, I do just need that space. So we have like a little back office sometimes where I will just, I just need to take that time um, when everything is over censored and everything's overloaded. I just need to go back there. And I'll even text them like, it's not you. I just need a second. Everything's just getting overwhelming right now. And I just go back, listen to some silence and I come back out. So that's little recharges throughout the day sometimes like that. Do any do you do any type of meditation or breath work or anything like that? I don't um, because my mind races way too much to try meditation. So I'm like, I've, I've actually looked into it and I wonder, I'm like, how do people turn their brains off? Because as soon as I'm in a silent room with nothing, it's just the hamster is just running, 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 running. I'm just like, how do you turn it off? So I've found like distractions like Netflix or scrolling or anything like that turns the brain off and actually allows me to relax. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we can't get our get our squirrels to stop running around. I it, I understand that. It's definitely. Ugh. And I'm such a multitasker that even when I'm trying to relax, my brain's like, well, you could be doing this instead of doing nothing. Well, you could finish this instead of doing nothing. You know, I'm like, but yeah. I still need I'm not going to have energy to do those things. So it's like this constant like battle to take a break. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a perfectionist? To a point um, where it doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be acceptable to where if I'm doing something for somebody and I half-ass it, I'm, I'm not okay with myself. Like I promised them that I would do this at this time, at this whatever, and I need to fulfill my promise. So as long as I keep up to what I said I would do, I feel good about it. But if it doesn't meet my own standards, um, not necessarily perfect, but at least a good job well done, where if I feel like if someone did that work for me, would I be happy with it? Then okay. But if I'm not happy with it, nah, can't do it for people. What about as an athlete? Athlete, that's different. I have sometimes unmanageably high standards and it gets a little unrealistic sometimes <laughs> where uh, where you get to the point where you're no longer satisfied with the 500 pound deadlift where everybody else is like, whoa, you're like, yeah, but I've hit that a hundred times. So, but it's like, okay, but it's still heavy. Like you have to bring your standards back down before you try to kill yourself achieving things that, you I mean, your body does have limits to a point and it's like, you have to remember that it's still heavy. I'm still kind of a smaller individual and it's still very good. So um, just trying to not minimize things that are actually very big um, kind of makes it very hard in my aspect, in my training, because I'll push myself past what I'm supposed to actually be doing for that day sometimes. So it's like not a perfectionist, but I have just stupid high standards. You know, that's, that's actually... Um in the scientific research on perfectionism, that's actually a good thing is having, so the best combination you can be to be a super high performer is having these um, unusually high expectations that you strive towards, but also having an open enough mind to learn from not meeting the standards. And if you can find that balance, um, the research says that you're you're going to be a high performer. I think that's actually pretty awesome. Um, and I actually feel like that kind of does describe me because uh, bringing back up the log record attempt, for example, I have the standard that I can hit this, but when I don't hit it, I don't fall apart. Like I'm able to be like, okay, I know it's there. It just wasn't there that day. I still attempted to even try that is amazing. Like I will always find a way to bring back the positive in what other people would feel like a negative situation is. Like, no, I didn't get it, but look what I actually tried to do. Like I'm able to find that happiness in a failure. You and your post after you attempted the log record on Instagram was, it blew me away actually. Because uh, usually, oh, I missed it. That sucked. Blah, 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 blah. That's what you see many times. Your post was, check this out. I cleaned it. This was an awesome day. Yep, exactly. I got yeah. it a foot above my head. Nobody's ever done that before. Just like you got to find the silver linings. Right. Okay. That's a beautiful mindset. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's go backwards in time to your first strong woman training session. Okay, 
remember which one that was. <laughs> Describe your thinking and how you felt emotionally before, during, and after that training session. Okay. Um, I remember it distinctly. Um, and I've actually watched a video of it very recently. It was, uh, Jacob was teaching me the log. My very first strongman implement, and ironically now it's one of my best, so maybe they're tied to that. <laughs> but I remember looking at this thing and being like, what do you do with this? Like, it, you can see it has handles, it's round. And he's like, you press it. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like this goes here. And I've had some atrocious videos of me trying to figure out my long clean, my long press. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. So before I'm thinking like, I mean, it's been done. I've seen Jacob do it. I've seen them at the competitions do it. But to kind of put yourself in that situation, now to make your own body do it, that was mind boggling to me. Once I picked it up and started to feel it, I was like, okay, it's not so bad. I can do this. And just listening to him. Um, and then just from day one, me and Jacob clicked as coach athlete, because whenever he does something, I'm able to understand what his mind is saying behind it and just pick up on it. And he has some of the best cues for me. So that first session going from an empty log, I think it was like 80, I ended up pressing, I want to say about a hundred by the end of that session, just getting that, um, listening to him going over the, the technique and the form. I had an absolute blast. Because like I said, I never played sports. I never done anything like this. And for him to be so willing to take me on, I mean, he never taught strongman before. I was the first person to ask. So that's kind of how the strongman clientele got started was I was the very first one. And we had an absolute blast just making me the guinea pig, figuring out how to teach other people these lifts, how to teach me. And just been addicted ever since. Nice. What? That's an interesting phrase. Um, I hear that often from, from strength athletes is I've been, a, I'm addicted. What does that really mean? Can you unpack that for just yourself? Absolutely. Um, addiction means that you absolutely cannot 100% live without it. Even on one of your worst days and you feel like skipping the gym, that internal is going, now I'm going to go anyway, because it's what I know I need to do. I need to go anyway because it is now such a part of my identity. It's almost like breathing to me. So even on the days you just feel like drop dead doing nothing, I will still find a way to get into the gym. Be like, hey, Jacob, give me some prehab, get me moving, get my brain out of the fog. Um, and it's something that I need. <laughs> like um, he's made me kind of manager of the gym at this point. And so it's such a part of who I am that people synonymously see the gym think myself think Jacob and so at that point addiction is now identity so it's hand in hand at this point so is that what keeps you motivated to keep coming back is that it's become basically your state of existence yeah almost it's very very close to being all that I am because sometimes I sit and like you get into this weird mind funk like what else would I be if I didn't have strong women what else would I be if I didn't strength train but then on the opposite side I'm like, that's what makes it so great and so amazing is that this is all I have. This is my only focus. So I'm going to achieve everything that I wanted through this strength training, through this sport. Um, and it, it is like, it's such an integrated part of who I am. Like, it's not just my muscles, it's my gym. It's the bear logo, it's big speed and strength. Like it's all now me. So take that away. Oh. <laughs> 
if you had to describe yourself, uh, who you are as a strength athlete uh, with a visual, a picture or a meme, what would it be? Okay, the meme that I can think of, it's like the, the guy, he's reaching out for a bubble. And then there's the other one that's grabbing the person's waist where it's pulling you back. And the bubble is the one that says, do other things, have, have other hobbies, whatever. And the guy pulling him back is, no, the gym life. I'm always going to be pulled back to the gym life. Because like, yeah, I might have a, an interest in another hobby here and there. But then when the gym's calling, I'm always going to go to the gym. So that would probably be the meme for me. Gym's always got me. <laughs> what are some thoughts and feelings that you struggle with the most? Thoughts and feelings. Well, sometimes, um, especially being a higher level athlete, it's hard to relate to other people, um, especially those who just do it for fun because I am so passionate about this. I'm so driven by it where people, when I see them come in and they just kind of do whatever and they're like, okay, cool, that was fun. Or I see them quit and I'm like, no, you had that, give another try. And they're like, no, nah, I'm happy with that. Like, I don't, I don't understand that mindset. I'm like, what do you mean you're happy with that? We do it. So it's just like, that part of me is very hard to, to almost rein back. Cause I have to remember not everybody's like me. Not everybody's like in it for the career. They're not in it to make a living off of it. They're just having fun. So I have to take a step back sometimes and just let people be people. And mm -hmm. that's a, me is I'm not able to uh, relate to that mindset, but I try. <laughs> it's a work in progress every single day. You find that that gets in the way outside of the gym too, with, with friends and those uh, people that you know outside the gym that it's difficult to relate to just day-to-day -day stuff because you're so focused kind of um but at this point I believe I'm at I'm that person where they don't really have very many friends outside of the gym where they don't I don't go out anywhere I don't have social I don't do brunches or things like that so there's not really people that I'm um that I'm trying to bring up or they're trying to bring me down I really kind of just keep to myself I keep to Jacob he's really good close friend of mine or along with being my coach so and he's of the same mindset. So um, aside from people outside the gym, I don't really have any like friends that way. When you are, let's say uh, two weeks out from a contest, what things cause you anxiety? What thoughts, feelings, distractions, what causes you anxiety? Funny enough, I don't really get anxious um, coming to a show or even flying to a show, I, I'm very controlled in my emotions because I've thought it all through. I have to trust my training, knowing that my coach always has my best in mind, knowing that I've, if I've put all that I've had into my training, the show is going to go well. So honestly, while traveling, I'm not anxious. I'm not really nervous. It's more of an excited because um, the oh. week before competition, they'll usually call you deload where you cut the weights in half or you do a bunch of prehabs, so you're not lifting very heavy, you're not really doing any events, and show that excitement that is just building, building, and building. I can't wait to get my hands back on that dumbbell. I've been working on it all this time. I want to see where it's at. Like, that's where my, my mind is going. Um, so I'm not really much of a nervous type, but more of the excited type. That's so important. Honestly, that's, uh, uh, that is at the root that it's, I'm constantly talking about it. 
that's at the root of high performance in many ways is do you see your competition and your training as threat or as challenge exactly and the people that see competition events uh even team sports when they see it as a challenge then it then they go to excitement instead of fear mm -hmm. and that comes through loud and clear with you no, i appreciate that um yeah. one of uh, me and jacob kind of go back and forth with i've I've kind of broken him down on this a little bit is uh, I love to post my training. I love to post what I'm up to. And he's like, well, your competition is going to see it. They're going to know what you're doing. And I'm like, let them, let them see it. Let them adapt. Let them build theirs up. Cause I want my competition. I want to beat them at their best. I don't want to beat them because I know some secret that they don't. I'd rather we all have that same secret than whoever brings the best game. All right, yeah. let's go. That's yeah. the winner. But um, I'm not into keeping numbers hidden. I'll post all my numbers. I post all my training and I'm like, let's go. This is what I have. You bring what you have and the winner will beat it. So that's always my mindset when posting things, you know? I love that. Hey, start us out a week before a record attempt. How do you mentally prepare for that? A week. That's when the ANSI gets in um, because the week before I'm not really much doing much touching to that implement because I really want the body to, like I mentioned, deload. We want the body to recharge. And so it's just a constant visualization like that lift is running in my head over and over and over to the point where it's almost annoying to where you're like, I just need to do it. Okay, I just need to get this visual, and put it on the field like I need to feel the handles in my hands. So that is really what the week of is up to. It's just so much visualization, so much building your own confidence like we've hit this. The next step is that. So it's going to be there. But like the login missed it, whatever. But you're still doing that whole mental preparation of like, I can't wait, I need to touch it. I know it's there. So it's just like, you see it over and over and over in your mind's eye, you start to dream about it. Every time you look at that implement in the gym, you're like, all right, three days, you're mine. So it's just like that whole buildup is what goes on that entire week, the entire week. Your <laughs> mind, you said, that's interesting. You, you said, you use the phrase, your mind. And to me, I hear ownership, like I, I own this log. Nobody else gets to have this press. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I heard you right. Um, so we've kind of talked about this, uh, but I'll ask it anyway. Let's, uh, I do want to talk about Clash on the Coast. Did, did you have any doubt or anxiety going into it? With that one... It was more of a, like you mentioned before, it was more of a challenge because it was a lot of my like weaknesses, so to speak, a lot of medley work, um, a lot of yoke work. And so I was very curious as to where I would end up because it wasn't my usual strengths. Like it did have a, have a deadlift, but the rest of it, like I'm great, <clears throat> great at sandbag toss, um, great at any other kind of deadlifts. And so this deadlift was a little bit different. It was on stones you can't fully train for that because you don't know what the stones are going to be like. Mm -hmm. It was 650 yoke. Yeah, you can train it, but you can't train it so much because it just crashes your CNS. It's still heavy. And so that was sitting in there. Um, we had a last minute event change uh, the day before the oh. contest. So that kind of messes with you a little bit and you have to reconfigure your way of thinking. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of challenges in that show for me. But overall, I was very happy to podium 
especially against women who have been doing this almost twice as long as I have, because I look back at their timelines, 2017, they're already at the Arnold. 2017, I'm at my first baby level one strong woman show. So it's like, and then to be right next to them is absolutely mind blowing to me to have caught up so fast. So you obviously adapted well to some of those <laughs> challenges. Um, uh, what were some of the things that went through your head? What did you think about as you it, had to make those adaptations and face some of those challenges? Um, it's the end goal. Like when you're in the middle of things, you have to think, okay, this event right here, it might suck. These 30 seconds are going to suck. It's a minute long. You can do it for a minute. Just get to that last event, get to the end of the competition. Um, Cause you can't let panic set in. Panic is going to destroy you. You can't let fear set in fear. They've already won. You might as well just go home at that point. So you have to stay focused no matter how the events are going, no matter how tired you are, you're done, but you still got two to go. You just have to see that end goal be like, it's going to be over. It's not going to be through the whole day. We have maybe another 30 minutes. You can make it another 30 minutes. So it's just pushing yourself past when your body wants to quit. The mind is so much more powerful than the body that we were practically passing out on the yoke, yet we still all came through for the medley work. So it's just a different kind of um, perseverance and a different kind of passion that we have for this than you would say the average person. The average person doesn't have that push. They're going to stop when the body says stop. So that, I know that wasn't the question, but that was what really breaks up strong man, strong woman versus the rest of the population is that extra push that perseverance to almost uh, literally almost put your life on the line. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if your CNS <laughs> tanks too much, you, you pass out or oh, you yeah. get arrhythmia or you get all kinds of crazy stuff happening. And uh, that was happening to multiple of us during clash because I had never had a show run that fast to where there were 15 minutes in between each event, literally. So I'm used to being able to sit. I usually have a deli sandwich. I always have pineapple because it's a great energizer during workouts, getting your water in. But the I want to say big shout out to the crews because they would pull you off from you when you're done, sit you in a chair, towel on your head, water, put your shoes on, ready, go. That was literally it. So that was a huge challenge for me to push through. Every time I picked up the yoke, I would black out and go down. Every time I picked up a sandbag, I could feel this, whoo, I'm busy, but you can't stop. So that is a whole different kind of fight or flight. Are you going to push through or are you going to run away? And I'm not a runner, so I'm not quick. So, so you push into fight mode. I do. You're, so you're, you're, literally, you're literally channeling um, what's basically a wired instinct, which is fight or flight. That's how I see it, though. When things get hard, what is your response? Are you going to bail or are you going to be like, all right, this is going to suck, but we're going to do it. So that's really what separates everybody. That That's actually a, a, just a quick comment. When we are faced with, I mean, what am I trying to say? Fear is based on real threat. Anxiety is based on created threat. Yeah. So when you're able to <laughs> push like literally channel the fear of passing out the fear of like, wow, that's, that's really insightful. Oh, no. And I, I think of it that way because um, 
one of the hardest events, one of my biggest weaknesses for me is Husafel. And I, I was not putting that thing down. Like, I don't know if you saw the, the video or anything. I could hear Jacob just screaming, do not drop it, do not drop it. So that alone is going to make me latch on. And it was at my knees. And I'm literally just stepping it forward, stepping it forward until time ran out. So for me, it was like either I'm passing out or we're making it to the other side. There's the only two options because I'm not just dropping it because I'm tired. I don't care if I'm tired. I'm going to finish this. Wow. I love Husfeldstone, by the way. <laughs> Get that thing. As soon as I pick it up, my whole body's like, no, put it down. <laughs> we don't even have one at, at the gym I'm at. Um, but uh, the, first time I, the first time I did it was in January at a competition. I'm like, this is kind of cool. So <laughs> I will leave that one to you, sir. You can have it. <laughs> 280. For middleweight women, that was hefty. Yeah, I don't think mine, I don't know that mine was even that heavy. They kind of <laughs> took it easy on us old guys. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Um, kind of off topic here, one of my favorite classes to watch at OSG, honestly, are the two master classes. Because, yeah, you can do it when you're young or whatever. But I'm like, these are these guys that are 40, 50 plus years old. And they're still out here. And I find that absolutely fascinating. So I will sit and for the day. Oh, man, <laughs> those guys. I mean, I'm, I think of myself as a moderately competent strong man, right? I've only been doing it 17 months. Very new. Yeah, I'm a baby and strong man. Um, but I love it. I love the community. Um, I, I like the rush. Um, I enjoy the feedback. Like, okay, I can look at that. And I just lifted it. Ta-da. It's, <laughs> it's immediate feedback. But I look at some of the, the masters, men and women, like at OSG, and I think, I don't know, man. Like Nick Bast? Well, he wasn't at OSG, but... Um, some of the other guys were. Mm -hmm. Like just, uh, Big Z's still there. Dimitar is still there. Like those guys are OG, OG back when like the older people we know now, they're right. still going. So it's like, man, that is so impressive to me. And right. they're still nuts. Right. And they're still doing weights that are almost incomprehensible at times. Exactly. So, so I was like, I don't you're old age is nothing but a number that's been wiped out of my brain because they said right such an amazing example i was like yeah you can do it you just don't want to <laughs> absolutely that's uh, you know that's absolutely it um do you ever have those thoughts like you wake up in the morning and i don't want to do this oh absolutely who doesn't <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's the do you want to be temporarily uncomfortable and give up your long-term goal? Okay, yeah, just because I want to lay around today. But by laying around, what am I sacrificing for my long-term goal? So it's like, even on the days you don't want to do it, don't put yourself backwards by not like by not going through with it, by not going to the gym. Like, I'm not saying don't take a rest day, don't take time for yourself. That's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> but I'm saying in the long run, sacrifice your temporary comfort for your long-term relaxation, you know? I'll be uncomfortable for this many years or for this gym session, but then I get to chill for the rest of the day. So you kind of got to put in that perspective, at least for me. Yeah. And that that's discipline. 
yeah, that's exactly what it is. And and I think a lot of people are uh, confused about discipline. I think confused might be a good word. They they there's a continual seeking for motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think of discipline. This is a comment for you to comment on. I like to think of discipline as a deeper level of motivation. It's like motivation without the warm fuzzies. That's exactly what it is. Because discipline is what's going to keep you going. Discipline doesn't fade. Motivation fades. Because it's like, um, for example, a lot of people will enter these weight loss challenges and they're all motivated the first three weeks. Okay, but let's say it's a six-week challenge. So for the rest of the time, are you just going to half-ass it? Are you just like, oh, my motivation's gone, so I'm not going to give my all to it, which nine times out of 10, unfortunately, does happen. And I'm saying this from my experience as a coach and seeing what happens at the gym. Your discipline and your commitment is what's going to carry you through those six weeks because your motivations maybe only going to last that first one or two. But how bad you really want that end result is what's going to keep you going through the end of that challenge. Or do you even have that discipline in the first place or was it just a fad for you something fun to do but if you never truly committed to it you're going to fade just as quick as the motivation is going to so share with the audience how you build discipline discipline it's always going to be keeping that end goal for me because i'm like well yeah we can slack on this workout but is it going to get you stronger no. And then so you make yourself do it. It's like those constant pep talks within yourself. Okay, I could cut these reps because I'm tired. All right. Is cutting reps going to get to your end goal? No. So do it. This is like constant, like almost, um, I don't want to say berating yourself, but almost like spanking yourself back into it. Like how you sit a kid down and be like, okay, you have to listen or you don't get this. And it's like, okay, you have to do this or you don't get this. So you have to tell yourself that constantly to keep your discipline instilled within you. Or again, you'll just just fall off. Are you being mean to yourself or are you just being strict? Being strict. Being mean is, I've seen the opposite side of where people just, they completely destroy themselves during their workouts. Like they'll miss a lift. They'll call themselves stupid, fat, idiot. It's like they're mild. Like I've heard some pretty bad things said about themselves. And I'm like, well, that's just as destructive, if not worse than losing your motivation, because you're going to start to believe those thoughts. If you tell yourself over and over again, oh, you suck, you're weak, this is bad. You're going to convince yourself to stop doing it. Whereas if you're like more goal focused, be like, yes, this is hard. Yes, this sucks. I don't want to do it. But if I do do it, I get to do this later on. So it's like it's saying more positive instead of telling yourself that you're miserable fat piece of shit whenever you don't go to the gym or you miss out on something so it's more positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement and I feel like positive will always win because negative leads to depression and it leads people to quitting and it's just like that's the opposite of what strongman is supposed to do for you yeah oh I like that that's the opposite of what strongman is supposed to do for you well I want to be very conscious of your time um and we're at about 40 45 minutes so um, just a last couple of questions. What did you learn about yourself, about being an athlete, about life uh, from competing in Clash? In Clash, let's see. Well, learning about myself is that I, I'm not intimidated by anybody. And I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm 
honestly not. Like people can put um, like Mel, she's like one of one of the top ones in our class. You could put her in my face. You could put Hannah in my face. Any of the heavyweights in my face, and I'm not gonna be like, oh, I lost. Oh, I'm scared. Like, okay, I'm small, but I'll see what I can do. But I'm not gonna back from like back from that. And uh, in a lot of the events, I was right behind these girls, and I even beat them in some of the events. Um, in the pressing, for example, I got Mel, and so that was a great like. I can do this. <laughs> like I should never be intimidated by anybody just because they have more experience than I have, or they have more titles. Do not let anybody diminish how you see yourself. Um, from life, strong man as a whole just makes you more functional as a human being. It makes you more confident. If you need to move something, you can move something. If your car breaks down and the gas station is like right there, be like, all right, we're gonna put this baby in neutral and we're gonna push. It. <laughs> It gives you such an amount of like, I am this human being. I am here. I'm not trying to still find myself or I have low self-esteem. It's just like, I feel like Charmin will really build you as a person as a whole. Because um, let's say we're talking about discipline. The discipline that you put into your training, you're going to put into, let's say these, some of these people do have day jobs. I'm hoping that they put that same kind of discipline into their day jobs, uh, put it into your coaching, you put it into your kids, your family, whatever, but like, I really don't want to do this, but I can, and I'll be okay doing it, because that's what Strongman is, sometimes it just flat out sucks, but we do it anyway, <laughs> so that has been a huge part of building my character, is um, people always see me doing something, I'm always on the go, I'm always pushing, and at the end of the day, if I hit the pillow and I knock out, I know I had a great day, because I exerted all of my energy doing all the things I needed to get done that day. And I didn't let lack of motivation stop me from achieving anything. So that's really what Strongman um, has become to me. It's just, it's me. I feel like I am strong woman. It's almost like there's no such thing as lack of motivation. We just made that up so we can sit in front of the TV. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. If you lost your motivation, you never really had it in the first place, you know? <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Anybody you yeah. want to give a shout out to? Oh, I will always give a shout out to uh, Jacob Finity, coach, friend, mentor, uh, lets me run his gym, lets me go wild, takes me on a daily basis, harassing him all the time. So always a huge shout out to my friend, Jacob Finity. Look him up, get him on your show, because if you think I'm insightful, that's where I get all of my stuff from. So he's one that whose brain I would really would like you to pick got a lot to say all right i will do that is he do you think he'd be up for it oh yeah absolutely and if he's not i'll make him do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy to death anybody any challenges you want to issue no i'm not that kind of person it's just like we do you you do me you do you and we'll see each other on the field but now nah, i'm not a caller outer i'm not a starter of of uh beefs as people like to put it like Eddie versus Thor, people versus, nah, just do you, do me, we'll see you on the field, and that's where we'll hash it out. How about to the listeners? Any challenges for the listeners? To the listeners, find your inner self. Honestly, stop quitting. I know a lot of people, um, there is something in your life that you have been putting off, something in your life that you're like, oh, I'll do it later, or worse, I can't do it. Take the cat out of that sentence, put some discipline into it, some commitment into it, and I want you to pick one of those things that you have been putting off for so long and complete it sometime this year. Just one. That's beautiful. That's brilliant. Thank you. 
<laughs> All right, Nadia, thank you for being on Solid Rock Performance. This wow, this has been like a in just an exciting pleasure. It's like now I want to go back to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> These are my favorite things to talk about because people always ask me how I do what I do and the answers that I gave you is what drives me but like I said I have such a hard time communicating that to just the general population or regular people and it's like they don't understand what's going on in my head so um, I feel like here talking to you I was heard I was understood so I want to thank you for that oh good I hope the listeners are as uh, inspired as I am now I know I can break that 200 log thank you that's what I want to hear and sometimes (laughs) say the word I can't or I'll try so be like okay you're gonna pick up this deadlift like I'll try like I'm sorry what I'm gonna know what like we'll keep interrupting them until they'll say I'll do it we won't tell them to say I'll do it we want them to figure out what we want them to say for themselves right and be like what no I can't hear you nope sorry still didn't hear you like (laughs) they're like fine do it thank you and then we'll continue on so that's that's how kind of how we run our gym honestly (laughs) That is a great note to take us out on. Thank you. Hi. Hey, if you are enjoying the content being put out by Solid Rock Performance and you would like to support Solid Rock Performance podcast so that I can continue to put this content out, I would invite you to use the link in the show notes and just make a donation. That would really go a long way to allowing me to keep putting out this content, to keep building people up and keep encouraging people and pursuing interviews and getting in deep into the weeds, into the minds of elite and intense athletes. Hey, thanks a lot.